Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tea with Gen Z, the podcast where we discuss the latest news by you and for you. I'm your host, James, and joining me today, we have Benny, Pooja, and Joshua. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Hey, guys. What's up? Well, 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 will you look at that, guys? It's Valentine's week right now, and love is in the air. Ugh, James, so cringe. Okay, but like, let it pass, guys. Today, we're going to be talking about love languages. So before we start recording, each of us took the quiz to see which one was our top love language. Can you guys share what your results are? Uh, so my results said that it was a close tie between words of affirmation and acts of service. So the first one, words of affirmation, is basically uh, like verbal praise or even verbal reassurance from my friends or my partner to show that I'm loved and cared for. Acts of service to me means showing me that you care through your behavior. So like helping me out with the project or if I'm really tired, helping me carry my bag or um, yeah, like very little things. It doesn't have to be something grand, but just showing me that you care through little behaviors. Okay, that sounds great, Vinny. But for me, it was actually very different from yours because my top one is receiving gifts and then it's quality time. I do agree with quality time because I do like when I spend a lot of time with people, especially my close friends and family and everything. But I don't agree with receiving gifts because I think because the quiz gives you two statements and you have to pick which you think chooses you best. So I think I ended up with receiving gifts because the other sentence was so opposite what I am. So I think it's just like more of like I didn't have any other statement to agree with. So that's why it happened. But I really don't think receiving gifts is like something that I cherish much. I mean, obviously, I like gifts. Guys, get me gifts on my birthday. But it's not something that I really value more than quality time or more than um, acts of service, I guess. Pooja is dropping hints for us to get her gifts on her birthday. Um, for me, it was a tie. It was an exact tie. It was 29% for both. It was quality time and physical touch. And yeah, this is exactly what have been my love languages throughout my life, I guess, because I've done this quiz before. I've talked about it with my parents and they've also identified this as my love languages. And I really treasure quality time a lot, um, whether it's that's just be spending time with a friend talking, spending time with my family or something. And I really treasure physical touch as well, whether that's just a hug saying that, oh, you've done well, or just saying that I'm here for you, a hug gesture like that, that really helps me out at points. First of all, guys, I really love hearing all the different answers. I feel like we have a pretty broad range of results. For me, my top two love languages are physical touch and words of affirmation. So for me, physical touch represents just, you know, being physically close to someone. That could be handshakes, that could be hugs, and that could just be the physical presence, being right next to somebody. And then words of affirmation, just like Vinny, it's verbal reassurance and praise from people that you cherish. I've actually taken this test a long time back, probably in 2018. 
And I'd say for the most part, it holds true today. How about you guys? Do you think that your results are reflective of who you are or what your love language truly is? So I think for me, there was some truth to the results because I do really value what like people reassuring me. I value acts of service as well. But at the same time, I feel like I also have a pretty good balance in needing the other things like needing physical touch or needing time with others and those ranked like in the end for me and gift giving that also I think that was the lowest for me but I really appreciate small things like someone getting me flowers or someone getting me like a small notebook because I write a lot um it doesn't have to be something grand but I think like those things weren't shown because the way the test works is that it ranks them. Um, and even when Pooja said that she didn't really uh, relate to the gift giving aspect of it, maybe it was because her love language was not quite defined or categorized and the quiz kind of forced us to pick between these categories. Um, if it came down to me, I would say that I have no love language because I do have ways of showing that I care. But it, first of all, it widely depends on the situation. If I'm talking to a friend, that may be very different from how I interact with a family member. So from what I've seen about love languages, it seems to sort of establish that there is one type of interaction that you do with the people you love. And I think that's not true for me because it it's not one type of interaction with the people I love in general, but it's one type of interaction with my best friend, one type with like a distant relative, one type with like my parents, one type with, you know, my sort of like close friends who are not best friends, but they're still close friends. So it's very different according to the type of person, according to the type of situation I'm in. Pooja, I'm actually really happy that you brought that up because the thing is that quiz, like you mentioned, it's not the end all be all of love languages. Our love languages change depending on who we're thinking of or who we're interacting with. And I think that's an important point to consider. So maybe with our parents, our love language could be completely different than that of our friends or our new acquaintances. And so that's definitely something that we should keep in mind. But I do want to keep the conversation moving. And I want to ask, how does love language play a role in our interaction with friends? Uh, I think with friends it just helps to like get to know each other better and stuff. Cause like if quality time matters to me and it also matters to my friend, right. Then both of us spending quality time together would be uh, a sign that we care for each other. That shows that we both fulfill each other's love language. So I definitely see where Joshua is coming from. And I think to an extent, I agree that with some people, when the love languages are the same, it just clicks. And then those are the kinds of relationships or friendships which seem to happen and flow naturally um, and are just very spontaneous and feel exciting. But then I also think there are certain friends who you want to know better, certain people who you want to get closer to. And that's when love languages start playing a key role. When you start identifying how you can fulfill each other's needs and how you can make each other feel love, uh, then that's what I think plays a crucial role in really helping a relationship or friendship prosper. Vinny, I think the distinction you made is really important because 
I think that learning about love languages plays both a subconscious role, but also a conscious role in our friendships. So for instance, for me, I have a close friend whose love language is also similar to mine, which is physical touch. And so sometimes random pokings or just being close to each other, that really feeds into the way that we receive love. And so our friendship is strengthened in that way. And so that happens subconsciously, you know, without us even thinking about it. But for instance, with some of my other friends who share different love languages for me, where the love language is more acts of service or quality time, I have to make a conscious effort on my part to be sure that I can kind of fulfill their needs as well. So sometimes that means walking my friend back to their dorm, just because I know that they would really appreciate that. Or sometimes that would mean going out of my way to make time for them, because I know that that is how they would best receive it. And I think that kind of distinction is important as well, because just because we don't have the same love language, it doesn't mean that we're not compatible or that we can't work out. I feel like we'll just have to make a conscious effort on our part. Yeah, and James, I think the fact that us interacting with people whose love languages are different from ours also shows in that uh, you're willing to put in effort, you're willing to make the other person comfortable, you're willing to show them that, hey, I accept your love language as well, which is also a really big thing for a lot of people at this time. Exactly. So I have a really different experience, maybe because I don't think deeply about love languages or I don't think I have a specific love language. I tend to hang around people who have this, who have the same views or who have similar views. Um, for us, we sort of mold ourselves according to the person we're interacting with, according to the situation we are in. So with some of my best friends, the bond that I have with like one of my best friends is not the bond that I have with you guys, for example. So it's very different. And I've noticed that we become best friends because we we don't have any preconceived love language. I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but we don't have any specific behavior that we express with. And so it's more easier for us to adjust to how to adjust to each other. And because of that, we have a unique bond that we don't have with anyone else. So it's very sort of individualized or personalized. And we sort of meet in the middle. So a little bit of my characteristics, a little bit of hers, and that's what keeps it going, I guess. Yeah, I I actually love uh, what you said, Pooja, about meeting in the middle and also about having this unique dynamic because it is unique with every friend and every person that you meet. Um, and also, again, there is like no requirement for us to put ourselves in a box and then meet all of these needs. It's more like trying to just make sure that the other person is thinking about you and doing something consciously to make you feel loved. I think that is also like a big part of uh, love languages. Yeah, absolutely, Vinny. Like you mentioned, we don't need to kind of stick to labels. These kind of categories are there to just help us identify and express the things that we're feeling inside. So Pooja, if you feel like, you know, maybe you're a mixture of multiple things, or maybe none of them fit your needs directly, and that's perfectly valid. Yeah, you know, actually this discussion and what Pooja said especially makes me wonder if we find someone that we really want to be friends with or be close to, 
but we find ourselves in the situation where our love languages aren't compatible do we have to change ourselves to make that relationship work or like what if we're just not compatible what and what would we do in that kind of situation uh i think in some cases you would need to change uh your behavior i mean if someone is not comfortable with like let's say physical touch right you would have to respect that and just back off and not show but you would also like like pooja said meet in the middle sometimes and say that i won't do this if you don't do this and yeah compromise so basically josh what you're saying is communicate your needs so that way you can come to like a common ground yeah 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 i think that's a super practical approach at the same time i also feel like it's less about the change in our behavior and more about our intention something that vinny touched on a while ago you know if you know a friend has a specific love language and you want to make sure that they feel they're loved subconsciously you're going to try to make sure that they feel that in however way they they do so we'll make slight adjustments maybe and i think that's perfectly natural yeah i think i definitely agree like the conscious intention plays a more important role than the actual change i think if you see that someone is trying but they're not able to i think the relationship can still work and the friendship can still prosper but if that conscious intention is not there at all then you feel like your needs are not valued and that's where the problems start occurring i think at the end of the day it all depends on whether you're both putting an effort if it's just one friend putting an effort that's not going to go well um and that just shows that the other individual may not even be worth being friends with you know at the same time uh i do have a lot of instances where i have something i really don't like for example i think vinny knows this very well i don't like to be hugged so it's something that my friends know that she doesn't like hugs and say say the, so they don't do it so i think things like that are important it's just it's not that if someone hugs me like i will i don't know i'll get like really angry it's nothing like that but it's just in general i don't like hugs it's not my way of expressing affection my way is more through talking and stuff like that my friends have different boundaries as well that i do respect so i think it's got to be mutual and then i think it's fine but if it's not mutual then bye bye so i think what i'm hearing from this conversation is that the actual inner love language is effort and respect when you just summed up everything perfectly although i do want to add that what pooja mentioned is really important to set our boundaries as well so the same way it's important for us to communicate our love language it's also important to communicate what we don't want to be kind of cross i wonder guys have you ever directly addressed your love language needs to a friend maybe you told someone look i feel like we haven't been hanging out a lot and i want more quality time together or maybe you told someone uh, i would love to hear some more reassurance have you ever communicated your needs directly i have done that in the past in my relationships and i think what happens after that all depends on the other person's reaction to your expression because i think it's definitely important to communicate it when it's not when you feel like your needs are not being fulfilled 
the best step you can do is be direct rather than wait and give them hints because you're going to be dropping all of these hints and if they're not like seen and fulfilled then you will be frustrated so the direct way to make sure that you get what you need is to communicate it but then i think the frustrating part happens after you communicate it and they don't do anything about it like that's when you either start realizing that maybe this relationship or friendship doesn't mean as much to the other person and that can be very painful so it's very it's it's like a brave thing to do i think to go out and directly say that i need this from you because you always want to find someone that would do those things naturally you don't want to feel like a burden you don't want to feel like you're asking to be loved i honestly have been on both sides of this coin i've communicated my needs directly to a couple of friends and they didn't respect like what i said and stuff so then the relationship just dwindled and i've had friends who've told me uh what they're comfortable with and what they're not and i haven't respected what they've said before i'm being honest and it's it's taken a big toll on all those friendships of mine and it it taught me a lot in life it taught me a lot about respecting boundaries it taught me a lot about respecting the other person's uh, point of view and stuff like that so yeah i think it is very important to communicate uh, josh thank you for being honest with us and sharing that with everybody and i think it's really important to note that what's important right now is that we can learn from our mistakes and grow so thank you again for sharing that i just want to say something though um that just like effort should be mutual acceptance should also be mutual so yeah you should also accept that the other person may not be in the space to communicate that back so maybe when you're communicating uh your needs or you're communicating some conflict to that person and they don't address it the way you want it to you may feel bad but also maybe try to understand their perspective but don't try to understand it to like such a limit that it it ends up being a burden on just you but try to understand them because you're your friend and you know there may be some things in their life that's happening right now so just like accept sorry wait what what was it yeah just like effort is mutual understanding is also very important that it it has to be mutual because uh, otherwise it gets into another level of misunderstanding and everything gets more complicated and puja understanding that both effort and acceptance should be mutual and applying it is a very hard thing and i think some of us maybe unconsciously also do forget to do it at times and it's something very important because it can hurt the other person in the long run and it can hurt you as well in the long run i think what josh and puja talked about is really important it's that even if we do communicate and they might not necessarily be able to respond in the way that we want them to we can't just discount them completely like we can't pigeonhole people into a certain type of response we can't say look i told you i'm a verbal person like i want you to express your love to me verbally only and if you do nice things to me i'll forget about it like there needs to be the sort of acceptance as well understanding that look people are all different we're all unique and we have different ways to show that we care and just spotting that seeing that look they're trying they're doing their best and that's good enough you know we don't have to discount every friendship that doesn't fit the mold or the idea that we have in our head 
Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. Uh, the whole bit about focusing on the intentions rather than the results. Uh, I think that's very important, especially now that we've gone through this pandemic and our relationships have changed so much the way we've expressed love. We've had to adapt that in so many different ways. So I think that uh, becomes more important now than ever. Guys, I really love this discussion. I feel like there's a lot of things that we've discovered about each other. I didn't know about some of your love languages. Yeah, this this was just like amazing. We got to know each other more personally and I agree and I think it also helped us to reflect back on our experiences and think a little bit about the relationships that we have and how we perceive them. So it was a much needed conversation. And with that, we officially wrap our episode for today. To everybody listening, thank you for joining us in another roundtable discussion. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow us on Instagram at T with Gen Z underscore. And you know what? Even comment your love language. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And keep sipping tea with Gen Z. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye.